Okay, so you know I love good wordplay. And Third Love is crushing their wordplay here. When you have a bra that pinches or slips or just isn't comfortable at all or is comfortable but isn't your style, you've got problems. <laughs> How excited was Third Love when they thought of problems? Well done, Third Love. I see you. When you wear Third Love bras, you've got no problems. They fix the problem of size exclusivity with their famous half-cup sizes that revolutionized the industry by giving more options to find a bra that fits. And they fixed the problem of guessing what bra will fit you with their virtual fitting room and other helpful guides. A bra size chart, a bra 101 education section that's basically an FAQ for all your burning questions, and a ton of great reviews from real people. My sister just texted me, 99 problems, but pinching <laughs> isn't one. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this, there is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth and you won't have to worry about tearing. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Welcome to We Can Do Hard Things. This is a really exciting day because we have a double date happening today. So exciting. And that double date is with Stephanie Allen and Tig Nataro. For real, that's happening. Stephanie is a writer, actor, producer, and director. Her acting credits include The L Word, Generation Q, One Mississippi, Room 104, Dream Corps LLC, Love and Twin Peaks. She also starred in the Sundance hits People, Places, Things and Lake Bells in a World. Lots happened because of that one. Stephanie is currently set to write and direct the feature film Time and Space that will star Tig Notaro. Well, I wonder how she got that role. <laughs> she will produce alongside Notaro and Judd Apatow. Tig Notaro is an Emmy and Grammy nominated stand-up comedian, writer, and actor. Rolling Stone named her one of the 50 best stand-up comics of all time. Notaro appears in Army of the Dead and Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> and Star Trek Discovery, lots of different like otherworldly things going on. Well, she is otherworldly. Yeah, yes. So. Wrote and starred in the groundbreaking TV show One Mississippi and recently released her second HBO stand-up special, Tignataro Drawn. Co-directed with wife Stephanie, the feature film M.I.O.K. She hosts the advice podcast, Don't Ask Tig. I've been on that. 
and co-host the documentary film podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. And Tig and Stephanie live in LA with their sons, Max and Finn, and their cat, Fluff. Hi! Hi. <laughs> we didn't know um, <laughs> that our bios were going to be read. Yeah, that's what you do <laughs> at dates. Have you, you've never, you've never done that at double dates? link. <laughs> <laughs> You have our bios, right? Yeah, always. So now you go. We travel with your bios. Our and nighttime I'll, reading. I want to um, make an adjustment. Um, okay. We have three cats. We have, and the we two that you two new ones. left out are actually in Stephanie's office with us. Right now. And luckily they didn't hear it. Oh, shit. Because oh, we have it. our headphones on. Okay. And their names are? Um, Skip and Linus. Okay, and are they also producers and directors? <laughs> yes, they work at Judd Apatow's production company. I okay. That's, that's how we met them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They were assistants. They were assistants, and we asked them if they um, wanted to live with two mothers. And of course they, they meowed, did. which we interpreted it as yes. Yes. Could have mm-hmm. been no. Could have been hell no. Stephanie been anything. takes speak cat. It's good. <laughs> we do. Well, we're so excited. Really, really grateful for this double date. Together. We are so excited to be on. Well, I met both of you um, through Don't Ask Tig, but this is, uh, do we pretend like that didn't happen? No, no, no. <laughs> we do. We, we talk about that. Yeah, that was a oh, great okay. hour together. Mm-hmm. Did you do Don't Ask Tig too? Mm-hmm. She was setting up the... Um, uh, I was helping the, the tech check. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. You don't remember... Anything that I do for well, you. Well, I remember Tig. This is what long-term marriage is like. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, no. speaking or of just marriage. long-term life, you know, yeah. the, the memory goes. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're elderly, but <laughs> I have a lot of memory problems. Yeah. yeah. So do I. Yeah. I will tell you that sometimes <laughs> I don't know exactly whether what you're saying is real or funny, because before we jumped on, my sister was on and we were laughing so hard Mm -hmm. because two years ago, Tig and I were emailing back and forth about to plan this freaking double date. Okay. Two years ago. Okay. I tried to schedule and then you emailed back and the the email started with Jesus Christ, Glennon. (laughs) This double date attempt has turned into a real full-blown pandemic nightmare at this point. However, we are, are you reading for, it. Yes, yeah. I found oh. it. <laughs> oh, no. However, we are around for rescheduling. I must warn you, though, I will be starring in a major motion zombie flick. After that, it's highly likely I will become too big of a deal for these types of friendships. OK, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if she's serious. I, I called my sister. I was like, is she hilarious or mean? <laughs> And I knew you were hilarious, but I didn't know if you were hilarious and also mean. So I crafted an email back to you that could have worked either way, whether you were joking or whether you really were mad at me. And does this happen? Does this happen to you ever? Or are you constantly? Yeah. You know, it's terrible. It's, and I apologize, (laughs) but I don't, but I do. Well, because it happens not just through email. It also just her like delivery. There's no like change in inflection or facial (laughs) movement. So you're just, people are just kind of staring like, really? And then I'll be like, the other night we had dinner with a group of people. Um, I will not drop names, but you'd be impressed with who was there. Was it Taylor Dane? Yes. Um, (laughs) 
And uh, no, beforehand, there was an email chain of, hey, can everyone get tested? You know, and everyone was chiming in and I just wrote no. (laughs) See? (laughs) What are you supposed to do with that? I don't know. I'm always like, of course she's kidding. And then there's all this follow up of like, are you, do you guys not want to get tested? Is there a problem? You're like, oh my God, no, we're totally like, See, I walk away thinking, of course they know I'm kidding. But why would I do that to somebody? Why would I not test? Why would I not have a double date? Why would I? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. This is similar to how we sort of got together officially. Um, <laughs> right. That's a, And it actually, this this got me married to. This actually worked for, this, this, this humor works. works for me. So this was actually almost. 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. So we had been in this movie together in a world and we were, you know, dating, hanging out, sorry, hanging out after. And I was like, I'm straight, but oh my God, you're so funny. And, um, and then we. (laughs) You're so funny. And I'm so Some people think I'm funny. (laughs) And I'm Some people think I'm funny. (laughs) I really thought you were funny. Look, I'm okay. not for everyone. That's fine. You can't be for everyone. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Okay. So, um, at what we were hanging out and, it, and at one point, um, we kissed, it was actually Valentine's day. Let me get to the part where it's this humor. And so we, we didn't kissed, kiss because it was Valentine's. Day. We were hanging out. <laughs> we kissed, we have a great night. And then I got home and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, I'm straight. This is crazy. I don't want to like mislead her on, whatever. So I wake up in the morning and I write the longest email. Pages, pages. That's just like, <laughs> pages. I just think the world of you. I love hanging out with you. I think you're so funny. I had a great time last on night. On and on I don't on. regret anything. It's like our bios. You're just the greatest. I'm just so unfortunately straight. Otherwise, this would be amazing. Friend zone email. Yeah. And I'm like, reread it. I'm like, okay, perfect. Pages. Send it. (laughs) Like seconds later, she replies and it says, okay, Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh no, I really like her. Oh, that's, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. Well, I didn't even know what to do because we have so much fun together and we kiss so naturally. And I was, I just thought, what does all of this mean? Like, Thou doth protest too much, (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie. Well, I know that Tig gets bored with the whole sexuality conversation. I've heard you say that that's boring, but it's not boring to me because I'm brand new here. So I want to hear. Where did story. I say that? That was probably Somewhere. A joke. I read it. You just said it. You think it's boring. I don't know if you're serious. No, you take- said that. No, I've just been dabbling for longer than you. <laughs> yep. And Abby feels the same way. And like- so I'm just like, yeah, you know, but it, it, I'm not discounting your need to talk about it or Stephanie, because Stephanie, she talk about it for, right. she could write you pages of an pages. email. Pages. Yeah. Well, you know when people are like new to AA or new to CrossFit or new to like veganism and they can't stop talking about it? Like new this is, gay. we're new. Look, we're new I don't converts. do CrossFit, but I am the, I'll talk your face off about um, plant-based food. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so then I'm not even going to worry about this, about boring you. I got my plant-based nutrition <laughs> certification during the pandemic. I did. Yes, I did. <gasps> 
Yes, okay, I did. I, and you should have added that in my bio. <laughs> if you let me ask a re- question about sexuality, then I will <laughs> listen to you talk about plants. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. This is how friendship works. It's a give and take. So, a- Stephanie. Yes. What the hell? So you're straight and you really believe you're straight your whole life. Let me interrupt here. Okay. Okay. And she's then, a big dyke. And then she's she, a big dyke. And, the, and then she can talk about her sexuality of um, uh, and answer this question. But let's talk about the other side of things of how many boyfriends you had. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, I had a, well, I had a lot of um, boyfriends that I was not in long-term relationships with. Okay. Got it. Okay. And you played yeah. basketball. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. That's... And softball. I was, uh, you can't oh play my those God, sports like and the not two be gayest. slightly interested in women. Okay. <laughs> the two gayest. I did notice that part of the documentary, the basketball. <laughs> I did even notice that. Even I, my gaydar was that. <laughs> I mean... I, I have the worst skater on earth because I didn't even know myself was. I died laughing because I was like, Tig Notaro's going to watch her friend's basketball game. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so straight. Move it. (laughs) Go team. (laughs) Yeah, that was impressive. Did you feel like you were, because I've heard or read you say that you didn't feel like you were hiding something from yourself. No, I mean, truly did not know. And I, young teenager, early 20s, never had a feeling I was, completely thought I was straight. And then I would date guys where I'm like, they're cool. They're Mm -hmm. interesting. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was kind of like anybody I thought was a little interesting to talk to. I was like, Mm -hmm. I guess I like him. Yep. And then um, the relationship would start and they would obviously want it to grow. And I'd be like, um, this is casual. This has to stay and then we'd have a date and I'd be like, I'm unavailable for a week. So I'll see you next Thursday. And I wanted them out immediately in the morning. I'm like, get out. <laughs> like, and they would want to have breakfast. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, no intimacy. I would roll over and grab my phone and be like, pretend like it beeped and be like, oh, no, I have an audition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you wish that you had figured it out early so that you could have been dating women that whole time? Yes. Yeah. I look back on that and I'm like, oh my God, what I was missing. Right. And had no I know, but you got it now because I kind of, Glennon's like, I wish that I knew earlier. And I'm like, ugh. I know that bothers you when I say that. Well, because I'm like, well, you can't go back in time, number one. Number two, like that just means you'd be sleeping with so many more women I'm not into that. Okay. Well, like, this is good me, that we're right? working this it's out Tig. in real time. So were you, Tig, worried that she would, because Abby's friends all told her, do not get serious with this woman. She's just going to like pretend she's gay for a minute and then she's going to go back to men. Well, you were also married with That's three children. That's true. I was also so. married with three children. <laughs> Slightly different. Which was another little monkey See, wrench. Stephanie was single with a roommate and I, it felt more, um, <laughs> I didn't really hear... Um, that no, but I imagine people might've thought that I've dated so many, um, people that are interesting or beautiful, smart, funny, all these things. And I talk about the inflection where I would say, oh, um, yeah, it's good. You know, things are good. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, she's cool. And my voice would be up there. And then when I met Stephanie, 
I noticed I was talking from this really honest place that was right here where I would Mm. say, I like her so much. She is the greatest. Oh my gosh. She's so funny. And I noticed I was not talking from that place. I was always like, we'll see, you know, or this is, uh, (laughs) and then I went, oh oh my gosh. And, um, I think what's that? That's good. It's what? It's really cool. Oh, you didn't even need that extra comment from me. I'm sorry. I should have kept that. Go ahead. I, it's what I heard was it's toodle. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought, well, let me just check in and see what toodle means. Um, uh, but anyway, so when I noticed I was speaking from that place, I imagine I was talking to everybody from that place about her. And I just, I don't know. I, maybe that's what it is. That's what I'm kind of chalking it up to is maybe my friends were like, oh, this is not a situation where Tig's, you know. What did you have? Just people being, but you're not gay. Just a vibe of like, it's going to run its course. And it wasn't being received in a way of like, oh, you're in love. Nobody was um, discouraging. It was, I could just sense that sort of a vibe. Mm-hmm. But you also had that that vibe of people going, wow, I've never heard you talk about somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And at the same mm-hmm. time that. You said, I think I realized I was actually gay a few years ago after we were married and after we had kids. Yeah. So Which means. (laughs) What were you doing for those two years? (laughs) (laughs) What were you thinking about or pursuing? I mean, I really feel that way, though. And I kind of blows my mind because when we got together, we were so in love and just have always been in love. That was the thing. It's yes. like, I'm in love with Tig and Tig's a woman, but it's, and I think I went more in the direction of, oh my God, like labels are so dumb mm-hmm. and I, you can fall in love with anyone. It took time and sort of my own allowing myself to process of like, oh, I actually don't, I'm not attracted to men. And I don't think I could ever be in love with a man. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that means I actually am gay. And I missed this whole part of myself, which blows my mind. Mm. And then I had yes. to go, so what am I attracted to? What is my sexuality? And what is my sexuality completely separate from tick? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that when you're married with kids to go through that, I felt like it was very hard because I... I, it had nothing to do with our relationship. It's like, of course, this is still strong. And of course, I'm still in love. But I need to figure this piece out. Yes. Because I didn't it's I want to know it about myself. I want to I want to understand it. Yeah. And it's a scary place. It's tricky because you're yeah. already married. And so it's done. I mean, I remember in an early interview, I said on the record, the words. Abby is my sexuality. That's written down. Yeah. <laughs> I was having this conversation with a friend and she was like, so were you gay before? What the hell, Glennon? Because she's known me forever. And I said, well, I don't know. I mean, there's always been some things, but well, you know, I've always thought that, you know, guys' bodies were kind of gross and women's bodies were beautiful, but like everybody thinks that. Right. And she was like, no, Glennon, everyone doesn't think that. <laughs> like what? I People know. like men's bodies? Like she said, yes, want they do. that. 
You See, I don't even <laughs> think men's bodies are gross. Neither does Abby. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I do. Think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. I know we joke about sexuality, Tig and Abby sexuality, but the truth is, is I think it's really awesome, Tig, that you can hold the space for Stephanie to be able to do that. Not many partners are confident enough in the love and the marriage to be able to do that. We can't talk like that. We don't talk like that. This is the first time we've talked like that. I mean, that's pretty not, much. That's not a hundred percent true. A little bit. Listen, I, you sat down at a table one day mm-hmm. and you said, we are not standing up from this table until we figure out what I am. Cause and people like, kept asking me. All right, let's figure it out. I mean, I know we're married, so <laughs> It's hard to figure out after you're married. Yeah. It really is. I mean, yeah. Stephanie said, and then I closed a door early. And so I never, ever got to discover what was behind it. Yeah. I am human. And, uh, and it's not, it's not just easy street knowing that there's any sort of, um, uh, regret or something. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it's not regret. I don't even know. It's, it's more terrifying I think if people are holding these secrets or thoughts, uh, that's when things get um, rough. Yeah. And as rough as the conversations are or exploration or thoughts, um, I think it's that's easier to get through than mm-hmm. um, being confined with those private thoughts or concerns. And I assumed that if we were together, that no matter if it was a woman, a man, uh, a tree, a non-binary person, trans, whoever it was that um, Stephanie or even myself, that anybody could potentially think, oh, is that person attractive? Or how do I feel about this? Or how... I know that Stephanie is a human being and um and so it's it's complex but I also know so deeply that we love each other so so much and we enjoy each other and we um we have so much together. We also have a lot of problems and issues. <laughs> hey. But- <laughs> 
but but because we're alive and we're together. But I want to have those problems and issues with Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And I think what <clears throat> was fascinating about kind of that discovery at the time in which it was, was like, it almost was harder because we were so in love and because I was so in love. It's like, well, I don't want to do anything that would weaken that intensity of that love by me exploring or thinking about the side of myself. Yeah. And what ended up happening when we worked through that um, was just how much our love got stronger mm. and, and being able to kind of go, oh, this is how I feel. This is who I am. Now you know that. Now we've talked about it. It changed so much. Mm-hmm. And I think in a weird way, not knowing I was gay, I had sort of heteronormative ways that just were the way I saw things. And then in this relationship, even though I'm now in a gay relationship, I was still going about things in a heteronormative way. Like what? And- Give me an example. Cause same. <clears throat> yeah. Same. <laughs> I was like, I need to know. I want to be like all gay and everything, but I also need to know who's getting the fucking bugs. Cause it's not going to be me. <laughs> And I'm not carrying the trash out. Like, I need some. I need some heteronormativity in my lesbian relationship. Yeah, that is hilarious. And just sort of that feeling of like, I think a power dynamic, or who defers to who, or yeah. how does something? Oh, what does that mean if you do this and I do that? Yeah, I I for sure had a big growth spurt in this relationship because. We have a 15 year difference between us. Mm -hmm. And when we got together, well, I don't mean to sound like a mathematician, but (laughs) we were much younger. Um, And, uh, you know, even though I'd been in relationships, I was essentially single in the way that I wasn't married and the way I handled money or my house or whatever it was, my time, Mm -hmm. I was calling the shots. And then when Stephanie and I got together, um, <laughs> I feel silly saying again, she was much younger, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we met when I was 25. Yeah. Wow. And so time went on and she was like, listen, I'm older. I'm, I have my career now. I have my money. I have all of these things. And this is, and I know this, people will probably hear this, hear this and say, well, of course you're separate people. And of course, fine. I'm telling you, I'm, I was for sure calling the shots of like the house and mm. where the money was going to be spent. And, and I had to look at myself and go, Right. We're married. We're together. This is our house. This is our money. I was like, oh, she's all set up. She's got all her stuff going on. It wasn't like I was this like passive person. I was just sort of like, oh, yeah, buy whatever you want. Get whatever you want. And we're in love. It was natural. It was Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it. And then later in, in this sort of discovery, it was like, what does that mean if you do that? And that feels weird for me. And now I'm not, I don't like myself in this. Mm. And I'm so uncomfortable because it goes against everything I actually believe in. And then I'm like, and by the way, I don't think I've told you everything I believe in. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
let me introduce my new self to you. And, and that's, it's all yes. different. And that's when it became Tawanda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, and then, I really like, I, you're going to have to be with a brand new person. But that's also exciting yeah. because I'm a brand new person. Yeah. And we continue to each become brand new people. And that's great. Tawanda. But there was Tawanda. a huge Tawanda uh, moment. And by the way, I am mid Tawanda myself. I just told my therapist that the other day um, because I was like, I think I'm starting to Tawanda. How? I must know. How is Tawanda manifesting? Tawanda. I'm Can somebody to... explain Tawanda to me? Oh, babe. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it's very gay. I'm surprised you don't know. But on fried green tomatoes, um, when Kathy, did you see that? Of course, I you never did. saw we'll watch it. Watch it this afternoon. I'm sorry, I never you never saw, saw it. it. Well, I mean, Kathy Bates, um, uh, I, how would you describe Tawanda? She's in a very terrible marriage, and she's like sick of it. And she's, you know, she's by the way, you weren't in a terrible marriage. <laughs> you said Tawanda. I know, but I was joking because you were like. Um, the you Tawanda, have to watch the movie. The I mean, to, yes. It's basically her claiming herself and she's yes. just kind of like, fuck it. I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm going to do what, it's whatever like I want. It's like her inner goddamn cheetah Got comes it. out. She like slams the <laughs> car it. into this jackass who's just parked drunk. Yeah. Tawanda! She just like, <laughs> okay. yeah. she releases her, she shows up for her life and okay. she's pissed yeah. off. I'm tawanda right now. I'm okay. realizing, well, I ha- I mean, I don't know if I need to go into all of the Tawandaing <laughs> that I think going you do. <laughs> just, um, just what's well, happening? I mean, on a, on a very serious note, I've had a lot of unsettling things happen in the past few years, and I've lost a lot of um, grounding people. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's unearthing to have my spouse go Tawandaing. Mm, and sure. then, and then, as um, I had this guy that cut my hair for 16 years in my house pass away two days before the pandemic, and then the pandemic is unsettling. My manager of forever got out of the business, and mm. I've I, my stepfather passed away um, on the anniversary of my mother. Ten oh. years later, I've just felt a little like, what's happening and what the, the the ground underneath me is a little unsteady. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's made me look around like, what's your role? What do you do? Do, do you make sense in my life? I need to feel secure right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really need to feel secure. And in that, I felt like when something doesn't feel right, I am. And I'm I'm very confrontational in if I need something or want to. I'm very forward. Um, but it's Tawanding. I'm it's Tawanding, <laughs> where I'm like, this does not work for me. Mm-hmm. I, I in a way that I have not been before, as much as I do the jokes of like, no, I won't test or um, you know, whatever I that email I sent you, which I don't even remember sending. Um <laughs> But uh, it sounds like me or the OK Dyke <laughs> moment. I have this other side of me where I do think I am a nice person and I am I want things to be OK and nice with people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but right now I'm going through a place of. Yeah, of Tawanding. And where- how do people react to your Tawanding? Because I always feel that the after moment is what's 
it's not even the tawanding that's hard. That feels good. Then it's waiting for other people's reaction to your tawanding that makes you be like, oh, never mind. No worries. <laughs> no, I I've just I've just gotten very seriously firm about things. Mm-hmm. Or I've raised my voice in a way that I don't normally like my agent of like 15 years ran into Stephanie at a party and he was like, <laughs> I um have not uh he he was on a, a a call with me where I was just very firm about something. Cool. And and uh and he was like, I've never heard Tig like that before. And I'm like, yeah, I overheard that. I'm like, me either. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how do you feel about Tawanda Tig? I love it. I feel like we're both in a place of like, oh, this is what we value. This is what Mm -hmm. we like. I mean, not necessarily. I don't think we go about it the same way, but just that where you're going, this is really how I feel. This is really how I see it. And I don't want my life to not be that. And so if I keep nodding along or keeping it in or just going, I guess that's how it goes, then your life is that. Mm hmm. And I re- that's right. That's right. I think we're at an inflection point too. And in the way that, um, women work, women in business, I have spent my whole fucking life just being like, yes, sure. I'll do that. <laughs> so yeah. grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's half of what I probably could be earning. And recently, I mean, it took this one because she's just stronger than me in terms of holding her boundary, her line for what mm-hmm. she and believes physically. she's worth. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, we I mean, look at her. It's because <laughs> she towers over me. Yeah. We think it's because I lived my whole life as a straight, white, Christian, middle class. Like I was like the most entitled of the entitled my whole life. I just got to a marginalized group. Yeah. <laughs> so when people mistreat me, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, we call me queerin because it's like <laughs> the queer Karen. But really, like she. Oh, my God. But it's it's been interesting because she felt bad about it for a while because she was like, why are you always the one that speaks up? Right. But it's because she was in these situations for her whole life when the risk was much higher. Mm-hmm. So that to wanting, I think, comes because I had I was more used to being entitled. Yeah. I think a lot of us are in in a Tawanda Mm -hmm. right now. It's good. I am so, so deeply in it. And I love uh, it. And there are, there is the aftermath of, and I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, but there is the aftermath of people being stunned Mm -hmm. at our production company, our creative executive who used to be our assistant years ago. He's worked with us forever now. But I was talking to him about it and uh, and he said, you don't have to apologize or he said, those are real emotions and feelings. And although I know that it was it was nice to hear it because I just the circus I'm I'm finished with. Mm-hmm. I'm very finished. with. And the it circus. is nice when men and women are both like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I actually liked that. Because I do think it's that thing with women where you, if a woman, you tell a woman to do something and she just says, no, it's like, wow, she's difficult. Whoa, Mm -hmm. she's crazy. (laughs) What a bitch. And you see a guy go, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, he's so smart. 
Yeah. Oh my God, he's Badass. so strong. Knows what yeah. he wants. Yeah. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I've noticed with women now, even like other actors, or I'm like, I love that you're just like, no. It's the best. It's so <laughs> yeah. freeing when somebody else does it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. It's a it's an invitation to all the other But there's also groups. plenty of people that are on um ego trips and power trips that are also not, do it. <laughs> that do it that are not what I'm talking about. Exactly. And I'm not talking about the power ego tripping people mm-hmm. that do this. That's a whole different thing. I'm talking about just um really really getting in tune with what you want. I am so obsessed with the things that I don't want to. That's mm-hmm. meaning I love learning. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I don't want this in my life. Yes. I don't want this. And I love that when it rears its head as much as I find something like Stephanie, where I'm like, I want this. This mm-hmm. is what I will work and live for, and this is that side of it. And then there's this where I'm like, oh, am I thrilled that I know that I don't want that? (laughs) I do not want that. That's right. And it all feeds into Tawanda. Single-handedly impacting our environment for the better, that's a daunting task. But it's possible, and there are incredible people who are living proof that setting your mind to something and really being passionate about it will bring about change. The Goldman Environmental Prize is the world's foremost award honoring grassroots environmental activists. Each year, the prize honors six ordinary people who are making an extraordinary impact for the planet. If you look at this year's winners, you'll learn about Marcel Gomez, who exposed the links between a company's meatpacking practices and illegal deforestation, which led to a major boycott of that company's products. Amazing. You'll learn about Andrea Vidalre, whose relentless leadership resulted in California adopting its most ambitious emissions reduction regulations in history. And there are more amazing stories to discover I can't imagine stories more important than these. Find the stories of this year's prize winners at goldmanprize.org. What's an example for each of you of something you've discovered that is, I don't want that? Mm. Well, I know mine is totally linked to that. I like coming into my sexuality because a friend of mine who is married to a man, um, who identifies as queer. And I'm like, so what does that mean? Queer? Cause queer, I never quite, I'm like, am I queer? Can I say I'm like, are we all queer? And she was like, queer is just other. So queer is anything other than the heteronormative patriarchal paradigm. And so Mm -hmm. if she's like, I want to be other in my writing, I want to be other in my parenting. I want to be other in my relationship. I, whatever it is, I don't want that. I want other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm like, ah, that's what I want. I don't want the way this goes. I don't want the like, we're falling into roles. We're playing this out. I want to know in every moment what I'm actually feeling, what I actually think. And then that is my reality. Yes. Queer is like, (laughs) they give you a menu. And instead of choosing, you just return the menu. (laughs) 
I'll have everything. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I, I, I defer choice. I think about that all the time in terms of faith, all of it. Like queer faith, mm-hmm. queer gender, queer art, queer yep. relationships, all of it. So good. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Tig? What do you not want? Not this. Um, There's so many things. Creative things and people in the creative world that I have had too much patience for. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of creative stuff that I've been open to because I do think it's important to try new things out. But there's so much creative that I've learned That's not for me. And I don't want to spend my time doing that. And just there are people that I am okay with. I'm not looking for a battle with them, but they're not for me. And um, and I'm okay with cutting that loose and being friendly. Perfectly friendly when I see them, but they're not for me. And, and I'm not interested in the world that surrounds them. And, um, and I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. And I also, I just want to be comfortable. I want to be safe and comfortable and healthy. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel all of that. Queer, comfortable, safe. Glennon, what don't (laughs) you want? Yeah. What do you guys not want? want? Well, I mean, I think I have found, you know, we go to some, we'll go to like a get together with people and they're all talking about like climbing this hamster wheel more, more, more. I don't want to have a life where I'm constantly thinking that happiness or success is like one great project or deal or connection away. I'm obsessed right now with figuring out like what is enough and not, and just stopping. Mm Mm-hmm. There's this frantic climb to nowhere. And I well, never- you're climbing to hell. It's <laughs> yes. not to nowhere. You're That's absolutely right. climbing to hell because right. people are so blinded by fame, fortune, uh, power. When it gets into the right hands, you have incredible people. And then when you get when that gets into the wrong hands, it is <laughs> it is astounding the monsters. And I'm always like, people will say, does it frustrate you when you hear that she or they or whoever is getting? And I'm like, no, keep feeding that monster. Yes. (laughs) Let him have it all. Let him have it all. It would be one thing if you could see anything that looked like joy or peace or happiness on that Mm -hmm. side, because I am always looking at for that, you know, Mm. like a particular table we were at recently and everybody was just talking about what's next and what's bigger and who's doing what. I said, well, how do you know when you've done it? How do you know when you've done the thing? Yeah. And then also, are you happy? And it was right. like, it was like, oh, well, we're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. If, you know, I don't and know. And it's sort of like that feeling too. I mean, especially in the arts or entertainment, you're doing the thing you love. Like you're the person that has got to do the thing they love. That's and it. so isn't that amazing? And isn't it amazing that we're all here doing this really fun thing with each other, trying to get everybody on that page is so challenging. 
It's so challenging. And it's, uh, and look, I love, we both, I'll speak for myself. I love working. I love Mm -hmm. what I do. I love it. But I am not looking to just fill my calendar. Stephanie and I have a production company and we do things together. And that excites me so much. Writing, creating, producing, acting. We do all of those things together and have over the years. And we have so much. Everybody is like, oh, God, what was that like working with your wife? It was incredible. It was incredible. (laughs) It was so fun. And we're both so sad when we go to a set and the other one is not there. And we're like, oh. we're looking for more people like us. Yeah, yes. we yes. love working together. We yes. love it. And we love working on our projects. And so that they're labors of love. And again, I've done plenty of things outside of what we uh, create together. But Stephanie makes fun of me because when you know how on on a projects or sets people are like i'm not here to make friends and and i'm like i'm only here to make friends (laughs) that is the only thing i'm here to do i might not you might not be you know i might pick up something weird about you but um (laughs) i'm not necessarily going to be friends best friends with everyone but i am here to have a good time i want to be laughing um on set and enjoying myself that's so so crucial to me is to enjoy what I'm doing and feel like there's a positive message to the project or there's uh, good people involved in it. Of course, it's hit or miss out there, um, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm going in for. That's yeah. really, really what I'm and interested something in. something I heard Marianne Williamson say that I think about almost daily is she was like, it's great when you go about life in a way that's like, it's a really big fucking deal. Mm. And then at the same time, big fucking deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And both are at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can't be that forceful to the top and you want the money and you want the, and then it's, you know, and if you don't get it, you're miserable. Mm-hmm. It kind of all has to exist at the same time. Yeah. I always, yeah, I always say nothing matters. <laughs> and it's devastating. But also, nothing matters. But, oh, yes. God, nothing matters. Nothing, ma- nothing matters? Yes. Nothing, oh, but matters? nothing matters? But nothing, nothing matters, matters, Glennon. But, but nothing matters. But nothing matters. So do it. Take the risk. Yeah. But just remember, nothing matters. <laughs> but if the risk works out, just remember. Yeah. yeah. Nothing matters. Yeah. Actually, that's quite freeing. Yeah. That's going to yeah, be the, the like title that. of this double date. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing matters. matters. <laughs> this doesn't matter. It's not going to be Tawanding. <laughs> no, it's for sure going to be Tawanding. <laughs> okay. But um, and yeah. wait, Abby, what would you, um, oh, what yeah. do you want? Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> um, Sorry. So the question is, what do I not want? Yeah. I choose to live a life without chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's good. It's difficult with three children, (laughs) truly, (laughs) uh, because a lot of that can feel chaotic in moments, but I don't seek chaos. I was a seeker of chaos for many years of my life and peace is kind of what I'm after. So if I were to say what I don't want, it would be chaos. And there's a few things that I have to do every single day to achieve, like to, to have a knowing of that groundingness. Like it's like working out, it's drinking coffee in the morning, 
Um, it's, you know, making sure I'm staying connected with my wife. Like those kind of three elements, like seriously, coffee is that important to me. <laughs> it rises to that top. Um, but do you yeah, have I, a mug that says, don't even talk to me until I've had my coffee. It's implied. It's it's it, there's just no communication for the first 20 minutes of wakeness. No, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't talk to each other. No, no. We'll oh. talk to the dogs. Yeah. How right. old are your babies now? You have two little boys, right? Twin six-year-olds. They're six already. Yeah, they just Holy turned shit. six. Mm-hmm. What is that like? And what's the best thing and what's the worst thing? And how has it changed things? Do you dress them the same? No. <laughs> they dress themselves and they look like maybe they don't have parents. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're very into their clothes. Yeah. Um, but, well, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very Nothing matters. They yeah. know nothing nothing matters. matters. I feel like... I become a cliche, annoying parent when I talk about them Mm. because they have their little moments, but they're so great. (laughs) So great. Yeah. They're so great. And, and it, it, anytime we find ourselves getting caught up in, you know, oh, this one always forgets to do this, or this one gets frustrated with this, or that this is their little struggle with their dynamic. It, they are not difficult children, mm-hmm. and they're so loving and protective of each other. We cannot reprimand one without the other one getting so upset with us. <sighs> that is my brother. Oh. <laughs> That is my brother. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say Even that. Even when to they're my the brother. ones that was mad. Yeah. And you come in and then they turn they both just turn, turn on Turn on you. And and you're just like, okay. Well, you just, you guys gotta figure this out yourselves then, which is pretty much what they do for the most part. It's that thing where where you just look at them and you're like, oh my God, how are you this little person in the world? And look at your little watch and your shorts and your, it's just like your you body. Put, yes. You put pants on them every day? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that was our big dream. I was just like, oh gosh, I just want to put little pants on someone. And you oh, know what's like, dude. I know your guys' kids are so much older, but like at this age and they're, they haven't started kindergarten yet. They're about to start, but just their pure joy and the way they run toward their friends at school mm. and they hug each other and they go, I love you. And they're like, I love you. Yeah. And just, he's my friend and she's my, and it's like, I look at that and I go, I feel that way about people and the world, but I would be crazy, yeah. you know, like that, just being able to express yourself and everybody just go, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that your whole life, you don't have to Tawanda. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> right. But, but I have we to say, track. Tawandaing is kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's really, yeah. it's really freeing to, mm-hmm. to Tawanda. <laughs> Kathy Bates was standing in front of me at the airport, uh, a f- like maybe five people in front of me. And I, I considered telling her I was mid Tawanda. <laughs> Yeah, but then I just thought, oh, she hears that all the time, and I can't be another person that does the. And she's like, actually, I've never heard that. <laughs> Kathy, I'm I'm Tawanaing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope she 
she calls in and tells us. Pod Squad, some of what we share with you on the show are our individual unique experiences in therapy and the takeaways that help us grow, appreciate each other, and navigate this beautiful life we're doing together. Thank you for doing it with us. But the things we talk about in therapy itself, these are things we wouldn't necessarily share with just anyone. I think there are a few things more important than finding the right person to share your deepest thoughts, feelings, and questions with, like a therapist. That's why we are thrilled about Alma's support of our show. They're big believers that you need the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. Alma helps you to find a therapist who gets you based on your needs, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable, heard, secure. Plus, and this shouldn't be overlooked, over 96% of therapists at Alma accept insurance because you want to pick someone based on the right fit, not just based on finances. You can browse their directory now. You don't even need to create an account. Visit helloalma.com slash hard things to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash hard things. What do you guys fight about? Yeah. Because it feels like you guys, I mean, do you have arguments? What, yeah, what was your I was last- saying before, I was like, we're, we've got plenty of issues and problems and and a lot of them we've worked through and a lot of them continue to rear their head. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we have like our ones we've really yes. figured out. And then we oh. have the ones that we really do every time. And yeah. What like, are the ones you do every time? We've got like three in the bank that we just keep <laughs> coming back to. I call them like, like old them. files where it's yeah. like, should we pull out that old file? And ju- we know what's in there, but should we pull out the old file? And I, a friend of mine uh, that I grew up with, we also have old files uh, where where I'm like uh, old jokes or stories. And we've been friends since we were children. Um, and we moved out here to to Los Angeles together. And we have stories that we've told each other a million times because we grew up together and we had those stories together and we lived it together. And one of us will bring out the old file and start telling a story. And then the other one will and will say, wait, do you know this? And, we'll, and the other one will say, absolutely, but please tell it again. And then, and we won't stop each other and we'll be like, okay, well, and so, and we know the story by heart and it's yeah. the same thing with our issues. Well, and that's what's so weird. Don't interrupt me, Wait, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, that's our issue. Um, let's get that file. Um, it's weird where we're at now, kind of once you acknowledge like, oh, we don't fight well around this one. Like this mm-hmm. one is going to end like the other night was such a weird one because we were going toward one of our fights. And it's not even like one of our fights. It's just like, this is going to turn into our fight. This is, it's just something triggers. Here we go. And I'm like, and I said, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this right now because I'm going to get really mad and then I'm not going to be able to get off of it. And then you're going to say this and it's just going (laughs) to end in a wall. And I don't feel like doing it right now. And it was like- so grown up. You're like, I don't even recognize you right now. I don't even know. I said, so you just, you're just not even going to head over there. (laughs) You're just going to stop. I'm so mad. I, of course that I'm mad about that. Of course. I'm so mad about that. So I don't know what to say. 
Yeah. That's so good. We should really try that. Because it know feels what? like you're on a roller coaster. It's like, yeah. But there's nothing you can do. You're you trying it off. It's you're like there for you, the whole damn ride. You yep. triggered it. And it's like, you got on. One time we uh, one time we were having an argument early in our, probably in our first year or two. Oh, yeah. In our relationship. And, uh, and we still use this technique um, to get out of uh, an argument. <laughs> 70 we were up we were both upset and I think she was maybe locked into maybe yelling at me or something in the moment <laughs> this uh, she was like and then something I was, was coming at me verbally was, yeah. and then um <laughs> and then I mid mid uh argument I just wandered off to the window and just put my hands against the glass and I started singing an impromptu uh musical and I was like there was a time and I just started singing about all the good times we used to have and before <laughs> things went awry and Stephanie started laughing so hard. And so now we'll sing musicals to each other when things get really tense and, uh, and it pulls us out of those moments. Uh-huh. And what we're working on now is following up after that's good after comes back you're like well i'm still no resolution that issue's still there so we can wasn't there we can pull each other out another thing that stephanie does that will pull me out (laughs) is when she's driving me insane which has only happened once of course (laughs) but um uh i'll be so frustrated that i can't see and then she'll start pointing to her wedding ring. Like, <laughs> you got me for life. I'm yours. Here's the one you picked. I'm the one you picked. And then uh, that makes me laugh so hard. And we also joke about um, when we're in an argument, we'll talk about how, well, I'm legally bound to you. I signed a contract. And so I guess We've got to work this out because we are contractually bound to this situation. (laughs) Okay. This is brilliant though, because we've only focused on the things to get us out of it, but we haven't focused on the then coming back because if you only focus on the, your, your whole life would have to turn into a musical. If you never talk about the thing. Oh, I have to tell you one more thing that gets us out of an argument that actually we haven't done this in a while. It's so funny. There was a meme or something oh, yeah. that, that you sent me um, where a, a guy was driving a car and yeah. then his dog was in the passenger seat and had its paw on the um, on his arm as on his driving. arm. And they're both facing forward. No, they're not looking at each other. Right. right. And uh, I think I've told you that it gets me out of. Yeah. Situations yeah. So I do where if somebody will just touch me in an argument, mm. I can talk better if, if she just reaches out and touches me. And um, so she sent me that meme of the guy driving and his dog just having its paw. <laughs> and so sometimes when we've had arguments, Stephanie will kind of mimic the dog and put her paw We're like on so my mad arm where like- she's so mad and then she'll put her paw on me and then, I'm, and then it makes me laugh or it, it like Makes brings me, you back to reality. It brings me too. back to reality. Yeah. I it's think like, that would help it's for like, you. I do too, because it's not about the thing. It's about panic. It's about like abandonment. And oh no. And it's a connection. connection. And, I, and, and that, that touch, yes. when Stephanie will reach out and touch me, 
I'm like, okay, we're, we're, yeah. we're together. We're and it here. is that thing of like, it's so not what you're talking about. It's exactly. like, this is bothering me because I have all these things. We've done couples therapy in the past. And, and I think there's certain things where you have to kind of give it over to someone else because yeah. you're gonna, you're in your thing. I think a breaking point for us, and I actually love this moment so much, was we were in like a really big fight. And, um, and we both like at a point we're like, okay, we got to get done with this fight. And we both, <laughs> we both were like, well, I'm not sorry. Mm. And she's like, I'm not sorry either. Wow. Cool. <laughs> and we both were like, okay, yeah, we're different. We see this completely differently. And I cannot do that one. Yeah. And she's mm. like, I cannot do that one. And so I felt like that was really a great moment because at least nobody's going toward their thing and being like, okay, you're sorry. That's so interesting to me because you're not I- not abandoning yourself. I am yeah. always looking for you to be sorry. Yes, you are. And then I have to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's never sorry. Up, I'm like, do you actually feel sorry? Go, I'll say I'm sorry. And she'll go, do you feel sorry? And I'm like, well, we're lying anyway. Do you want me to actually tell you that I feel sorry? No, I don't. Right. It's like, this is my opinion very what? deeply. I, exactly. I thought you were going to talk about how I remember one time after an argument. And look, we're not arguing all the time. But no, one percent of the time. Yeah, it's this is beautiful. a one percent of our, but our relationship. One of the times that we argued, I came back in the room. I thought you were going to talk about this. And I said, we just got in big trouble. <laughs> And uh, and that's how it felt. It felt like, wow, we <laughs> we misbehaved there. You know, we just. Yes, I get that. It, yeah, felt, yeah, yeah. it felt like a, a yeah. parent would have been like, whoa, you two. Yeah. yeah. Take uh, it and, easy and on so each other. we do reference that still where after we'll have an argument, we'll be like, we just got in big trouble. And that'll break tension, too. And that's I feel good. our couples therapist told us this, which I loved so much. It is in the way of like, okay, if you're not going to say you're sorry, but go up to the person and go, how can I help? Mm. And just how simple that is. is It's like, clearly you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And so as a person, how can I help you? What can I do to make you feel okay? And what can I do to make you feel okay? Mm-hmm. I love it. I feel like we've been talking for four minutes. I know. I feel like we didn't get through any. <laughs> we, of, didn't, we didn't. We have. We have eighteen we have more like questions. So if, much um, more that we want to talk about. We love you too. We love you guys. I'm just so grateful to have met you, and I would love to meet your little boys sometime. Um, um, well, you know. that's not possible. But <laughs> okay. thank you. See, no, Jesus, gonna, Christ, now Jesus Christ, Glennon. Jesus Christ, Glennon. You walked Take it right easy. into it. <laughs> And I don't care who's giving you a signal. We're not finished. (laughs) But I do want to take a moment to acknowledge how thankful we are for what you both do um, for the world and the Mm. greater good. Mm. Um, And I feel so strongly about, you know, putting your time and money and power and influence into your beliefs. And I think that you both do that uh, beyond measure. And I am so, so thankful for Mm. that. Well, just real quick, we know you have to go, but how do you figure out what you're going to care about? I mean, I'm just going to say this to the pod squad. Tig and Stephanie just gave a shit ton of money. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but like, 
Because, but, 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 but I know you weren't saying it because of that. No, 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 no. I, no, I absolutely am. Um, I want people to know. No, 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 no. That's not why I'm saying I'm truly, I remember Stephanie talking to me about uh, what you do, both of you and how um, activated you are. And that drew me. I, I, I was so mm. blown away. And I fully believe that if you have a problem with something, don't complain about it. Do something. Yeah. Donate money, lift a finger and and, I, and, and help people. And how do we know? I mean, it's funny to talk earlier about um, nothing matters. Um, <laughs> but of course, I think everything matters and yeah. I care about everything. And I think that um, there's just different ways that you can activate yourself, um, whether it's showing up in person for people or um, giving your money uh, in ways and towards things that you can't physically get to. I don't know. Do you make a decision what you care about? I mean, yeah, we have to because we um, there's so many heartbreaking things constantly going on in the world. So you do kind of have to figure out what's breaking the world's heart and, and go towards certain things. You gave all the proceeds to the New York city beacon theater event to the suffering in Ukraine through together rising. So how do you two figure out with all, I mean, because people are asking us this all the time, like with all the heartbreaking things in the world, it's just easy to shut down and do nothing mm-hmm. since you can't do it all. So how do you decide? Well- you know, what's interesting about you guys and Together Rising is like when when everything was happening at that time, at, it had just started in Ukraine. It's like there's a trust in you guys of like they're feeling what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. So they're going to put the money in the place that goes toward what we're all feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be because it's coming from a place of like feeling. Mm-hmm. And and when you can connect to that, then you go, oh, OK, then I have trust in Together Rising because I know the people behind it are just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And that's where the trust intention is, is mm-hmm. so crucial. And um, I think that we trust the intention behind um, your organization. I think all the time. Let's say you both despise me or you don't like my comedy or you took all of my joking seriously. (laughs) I don't care. I'm Mm. still going to give you my money. Mm. You know, I do not care what you think about me because (laughs) if I think you have good intentions and you are going to be, um, doing something incredible and powerful with that money, Great. Mm. Great. We just love That's you guys really so cool. much for it. I mean, we we were floored. And mm. it's not often that people step up like the way that you do. And the way and 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 the thing why Together Rising works so well is that it's usually just very minimal donations. I think what the what's the average? Thirty one, thirty five dollars. Thirty one dollars. That's what's so cool wow. about it. I think we're yeah. at forty and million dollars. And it's, it's incredible. The, because that's what's matters. All these people that have a little a little bit. Right. And we tend to think that change is for people who have a lot. And that's not actually ever been true in the history of the world. Right. You all are magic. 
Thank you so much for being our heart in the world. For everything. But seriously, let's meet in person one day. I know. It would be so great. We want to meet your guys' kids. Love to the boys. Love to the three cats. Um, Same to you. And just good luck with everything. We just, we just love you. We love who you are in the world. And to all the rest of you people listening, we will see you next time on We Can Do Hard Things. Yes. Bye. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's fine.